Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're talking with Latasha Davis. Ministry leaders, you don't want to miss this session. We'll be talking with Latasha about her experiences in youth ministry, in children's ministry, about women in leadership roles, and so much more. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the Avail Leadership Podcast. My name is Virgil Sierra, and I am the Avail Leadership host. I'm the media host, and I have the privilege and the honor of walking through these special moments with special people, specifically amazing leaders who are making a difference in our country and around the world. Uh, I'm a pastor as well. I Pastor Vertical Church, also known as Iglesia Vertical in South Florida, where we are one church, two languages. And here at Avail Leadership, our goal and our mission uh, is truly to guide today's leaders in the art of leadership. Uh, we develop resources every month, books, videos, uh, uh, content, the Avail Journal, uh, uh, web content, so that leaders can be equipped and can be empowered to be the best that they can be for their communities. And today I'm excited uh, to get this conversation started. Uh, today we are talking with Pastor Latasha Davis, who is the lead pastor of ministries at Salem Bible Church in Atlanta, Georgia. She had, she's an amazing leader in the children and youth ministry space. Uh, she's led panels at events like Kidman Nation Megacon. Uh, Latasha leads with content confidence and character, acting as a great example for female leaders who are just beginning their leadership journey. So, uh, Pastor Latasha, we are so honored that you would take time to connect with us here at the Avail Leadership Podcast, and I'm excited to learn from you and help others learn as well. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of the Avail podcast on today. So thank you. <laughs> you know, um, I think this is going to be a great opportunity, uh, not only for you to share with us a lot of your experiences and your journey, but also for all of us leaders to really uh, pull out some, some great um, nuggets of leadership wisdom from your experience. And I know this is going to be a blessing. So let's start off, Pastor Latasha. I know there's people who know who you are, but who is Latasha Davis for everybody who's maybe meeting you here on this podcast for the first time? You know, I am a country girl, <laughs> born and raised in Mississippi, um, had the great privilege of having two amazing parents. Um, my father was in the army, traveled a lot, and so we kind of stationed ourselves in Mississippi, and so um, had a chance to have that country life going <laughs> on growing up. Um, I also had two amazing grandparents who were a part of the church as well. Um, they were um, bishops of um, the uh, Apostolic Faith Church, and then we had uh, my uh, pastor of the uh, Baptist Church. So my grandfather was also a Baptist preacher. So growing up in the church, I know exactly what that's kind of all about. Uh, had a call, still have that call, but guess what? Didn't want it. <laughs> I really did not want to be a preacher just like the rest of my uh, family. I wanted to be in corporate, so that's what I did. I actually traveled the corporate road, uh, was a corporate trainer for a major banking industry or in the banking industry uh, for about 12 years. Mm. And then all of a sudden I said, you know, um, 
there's no use of running from this. Um, it's going to catch up with me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so why not just uh, go ahead and heed to the call. Um, and so um, it was a struggle at first, I must tell you. Um, it wasn't easy. And I know a lot of people say that it's easy to accept your call. And that may be the case for many. But for me, oh, God, I was like, I love corporate world, you know, the aspect of it. But here I am um, on this amazing journey. Um, started with children's ministry, uh, worked my way all the way up to next steps. So I had the opportunity to pull people into the church and kind of show them what it's like to be members of the church and to uh, become acclimated to the body of Christ. And then the Lord blessed me into this amazing um position in which I'm serving in now. I'm actually the first female in this position. So I am super excited about that and what God is doing and what he um, plans to do and continue to do in my life at this point. Wow, you're breaking ground. So, so let me just say something. Um, you know, I'm a pastor's kid too, and you know, I, I I can understand you know the pressure that you feel. You know, when you're when you're in a pastoral family, you know, and you have all this stuff, and it sounds like you had your your Jonah moment where you were running away, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and but but you know, this is what I love about you know God's story for us is even though you kind of had that moment where you were kind of running maybe from that calling in that time, God used that in preparation for what was coming in ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. He did. Um, I think with that experience, I wouldn't be prepared for where I am now. Um, that corporate life, that corporate experience gave me the opportunity to learn how to speak in front of others. Yeah. Um, how to train others, how to deal with personalities <laughs> of others. Yep. Um, and so that corporate experience um, was something that was needed in order for me to be in the position that I'm in now. Um, having that experience allowed me to uh, develop relationships develop more leadership skills in order to uh, lead the people that God is allowing me to minister to and also serve with now. Yes. <laughs> so good. You know, I think, I think that those are the things that sometimes we underestimate that even, <laughs> even in those moments where, where we're not necessarily thinking about what God is thinking about, he can turn around and, and, and use it uh, in our lives. And, and I think there's great value in that because, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was, 12 years, 12 years in the corporate world, mm -hmm. which, which in, in some ways helped to shape, like you said, helped to shape your skills in, you know, public speaking in, in, in leadership. And, and I think there's, there's something amazing about how God can work even in the midst of those moments that we don't even know what he's doing, but he's got a plan. Um, I want to, you know, in talking to you in preparation for this podcast, uh, one of the things that, that, and also kind of um, learning a little bit more about your story, uh, I've realized that you've been involved in children's ministry. You've been involved in youth ministry. This has been an area that, that, you know, I, I imagine you've probably felt a passion for. Mm -hmm. um, how has being involved in youth and children's ministry changed your perspective on these essential components of the church? Because I think there is, there tends to be that, that Christian who might think, well, the kids are just kids, let them play. Or, you know, you know, the youth are just, you know, they're not mature enough. What are your thoughts? 
you know, they're actually our future. Now, I know we hear that all the time, the children are our future, but honestly, they are. Um, we live on the scripture that train up a child in the way they should go, and, and when you lead them, they won't depart from you. If you train them to be uh, excellent Christians, to be amazing leaders, they won't forget that. Even though sometimes you feel like they're not listening yeah. <laughs> to you, uh, they really are listening. Um, and becoming a great mentor is important in that aspect. So what I've learned is just meet the kids where they are, whatever level they're on, whether they are just learning about who Jesus is in their life or they grew up in the church, whatever level that may be, then meet them there they will show you actually more than you think. Um, and that's what I've learned <laughs> just being um, the, a youth pastor at one point is just learning that process, not to force them into something, but over time help develop them um, to be outstanding leaders and to be outstanding Christians because they are watching us. They are watching yeah. us more than we know. And um, sometimes you don't even know that they have made you their leader in their mind. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> doing that, you have to make sure that you are in uh, proper alignment as well. So your walk has to be one um, that will show them um, how good leadership is. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And you know, I want to, I want to mention something and see, see if you have any insight or any experience. So, so here, here, remember I'm a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. I grew up in church. I was the professional chair stocker for many years because I was here <laughs> before everybody and I left after everybody. But here's the reality. I was in kids ministry one time. Mm -hmm. I was in student ministry at one time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some years later, I am now in the lead pastor role, you know, senior pastor role of, of the church that my parents, you know, passed down and I kind of took that, that leadership role. And so, you know, it takes vision to see in that child or in that student, that youth, that youth it takes vision to see, hey, there's some great potential there. And if we invest now, we can see some great return later. And in the same way, some of the, some of our recent hires here at our church, at vertical church are actually kids who were six when they first started coming to our church yeah. and who we were their mentors when we were, you know, in youth ministry and they were in kids ministry and we've just kind of seen them growing up and there's something there, you know, what would you say that have you seen this, you know, in the church and in ministry? Absolutely. Um, even in the church, uh, at Salem Bible Church, um, we are a family-filled church, which means mm -hmm. that most of the grandparents and parents grew up in this church, and their kids are in this church, and their kids are working in youth ministry, and their kids have kids. So mm -hmm. to see that generation of um, individuals being a part of this church shows how important that church was to them or is to them. I mean, raising their family in the church. Um, I see now um, we have a youth uh, who was Oh my God, when I tell you stumping and all over the place, did not want to be a part of youth ministry, we literally had to drug, drag him, or, or as your parents would say, drug. Yeah, so, sometimes that's what you want to do. Yeah, to get them here. And now you should see him. He is a college student who is leading yeah. ministry at his college. And in that, it is like, really? 
I am yeah. so excited for you. I remember when you were sitting on the pew and you didn't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then now you are this amazing young man. Um, so that brings reward to what you're doing. Because I yeah. know as youth pastors or as youth uh, workers, we get tired. It's overwhelming um, sometimes because you feel like you're not making an impact. Yeah. When you see individuals like that young man um, or even a product of yourself <laughs> and yeah. myself, you know, yep. that, even that, um, it makes you feel great to know, wow, God, I'm so glad I stuck in this process yeah. to help this individual um, become the man and woman of God that they are now. Yeah. Those are the kind of stories that, 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 you know, youth pastors, youth leaders, volunteers that work in student ministry and youth ministries, they mm -hmm. need to hear these stories because, um, you know, you don't always see the fruit right away, you know, as you're sowing those seeds and planting, you know, and, and I think there's something really powerful there because I think sometimes, and I could be wrong, but I think sometimes from my experience of going to churches, I played in a Spanish Christian band for many years, went around to a lot of churches and some churches sometimes don't put a lot of, they don't invest a lot of resources or a lot of um, energy or time or attention in, in children's and youth ministries. And, and I think that's a grave mistake because we need to make sure that we are preparing the next generation in spiritual leadership, forming them. And I can even think, uh, Pastor Latasha, even, even my kids, I have a 12-year-old boy, I have a 10-year-old daughter and a 7-year-old boy. And even with them, I talk to them about God's going to use your life. You know, you may, you may work in a, as a professional in business world. You may work in education. Maybe God calls you to ministry like, like you know, dad and mom and grandpa and grandma. But you're going to make a difference in this world. And I think speaking life into the, into the young generation is something that's needed in our churches. And, and uh, thank you for, for investing, you know, in the children and the, and the students and the youth. Yeah, you know, sometimes um, to piggyback on what you're saying here, um, a lot of the parents sometimes are working hard. They don't have the time to put as much emphasis spiritually into a child's life. So what I've actually um, tried to instill here is to make sure that every teacher is aware of the spiritual growth for every child. Yeah. So make sure that you are letting them know that God loves them. When they walk in the door, they need to know whether they are a teenager, a pre-K, kindergarten, mm -hmm. whatever age that God loves you. And like you said, he is there for you. Even when you are sad, when you are, yeah. you know, upset, God is still there. So letting them know how important that is, um, is, is amazing. But again, we have to be, as leaders, have to be committed to that call in order for that call to yeah. actually carry out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think it really takes vision because maybe some of the youth leaders who were ministering to me way back when <laughs> had no idea where I would be in the future future. And we have no idea where those kids and those youth are going to be, you know, 10, 15, even 20 years down the road. And it would, it would benefit us in our ministries and in our churches to really see the potential and the value in all of the young people. I want to, I want to, I want to uh, redirect the conversation a little bit here, uh, Pastor right. Natasha, because one of the things that I know that you, you have experience with um, and is this topic of women in ministry, which, which is, uh, which is for me, I love this topic. It's a fun <laughs> topic for me, but I know it's also a challenging topic depending on people's, uh, uh, uh religious upbringing or denominational experience or, you know, or even what they saw or, or experienced growing up themselves, whether it's in church, whether it's in the corporate world, even at home with the family, uh, what advice, what insight do you want to share with women leaders 
who maybe are beginning their journey or maybe feeling that they have leadership in their life? Well, you know, um, it is hard sometimes to be a female in ministry, um, especially being um, if you're the only female in the mm -hmm. position that you're in. However, I always, and I had to learn this myself um, within the process of being the servant that I am now in this position, is to be authentic. You have got to be yourself. You have got to be the person that God has created you to be. There's nothing wrong with having a mentor, but you can't be that mentor. You have to be yourself. Um, I see so many women who make that mistake and not just men, uh, women, but men as well. Anyone that's in ministry because they feel like they have to be a big name person. But I am so key in this that God will make room for you. Your gifts will make room for you. So when you're, when you're operating fully in your gifts, it doesn't matter um, if you are starting off in children's ministry and one day want to be a senior pastor. That gift that God is giving you will take you from that to the senior pastor. But you have to be authentic, yeah. which means you have to be within your purpose. And the goal is to stay within purpose. Um, so once I got that, <laughs> it just started, you know, it wasn't easy, but it started to make me feel a whole lot better knowing that I have the gifts, I have the skills for this. And so I would tell people to be patient in the process, trust God in the process, but then be authentic in the process. Okay, mm -hmm. so, so authenticity, which I agree 100% is so crucial. Um, have you experienced or seen people maybe be inauthentic or, 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 or did you yourself at some, at some point feel like you had to be someone that you weren't to, 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 to fit the expectation or the mold? Absolutely. I did. Um, personally, I started off that way um, because I thought that that was something that was needed. I thought mm -hmm. that that was something that uh, being in the traditional church was, was what people wanted. Um, my grandparents uh, didn't have female ministers at all. Hmm. So seeing, not seeing, they were evangelists, they weren't pastors, they were missionaries, right. but they weren't pastors. So to be in this position that I am now, I felt I had to do something extra. Um, yeah. or I had to be extra. I had to be overcompensating um, to get things done. I want to be the first person to get the project <laughs> done. <laughs> you know, I want to be the first person uh, to come up with a great idea because I want it to be seen in that aspect so people won't forget that females do have the ability uh, to lead. Yeah. And once that became exhausting, um, yeah. honestly, because- It's exhausting to be fake, right? That they're to exactly. force something. Yes, forcing it because one day you have to, it's like stepping up every yep. level, <laughs> every day yep. and you get so tired. And so once I realized that, you know, Latasha, you are able to be just what God created you to be. He put you here for a reason. So why don't you live in that purpose? Yeah. But I had to get myself together first in order for this amazingness that you're seeing now and that others are seeing now mm. to fully come to fruition. Um, so you got to check yourself sometimes. I know it's hard to check yourself. <laughs> you yeah. know, people don't want to do that. But if you're real, uh, with yourself and authentic with you first, others will see that gift inside of you. That's yeah. so good. And I think, I think, you know, another reason 
why authenticity is the way to go is because I think, I think people can smell a fake. People can perceive inauthentic. When, when somebody or something is inauthentic, yes. it, it's, you can, you can see it. You're like, mm, that's not how that guy talks. You know, <laughs> you know, that, you know, that's, that can't be real. You know, I, yes. you know, I think, I think that's another reason why being authentic is the way to go mm-hmm. because in our, in our, in our maybe desire to fit the mold or, you know, be something that we think other people are expecting, we, we may be inauthentic, which, which in turn, um, diminishes our credibility, diminishes our effectivity, right? And, and uh, things to think about. Yeah, it does. And with that being, um, you start to diminish in yourself. um, And then you start to diminish in the way people trust uh, you doing things. Because no one, again, wants to be around a fake person. Um, because uh, my grandmother would say, I would smell them a mile away, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but no one wants to be around a, a fake person because the true thing here is being yourself. Uh, the yeah. true thing here is being who God created you to be. I cannot tell people enough that you're created, we're all created unique in some form or fashion. So be yourself whatever that is, be you. Um, Because I'll appreciate that more than trying to figure out tomorrow who you're going to be, especially when I know who you are now. So I would definitely say that. (laughs) That's good. That's good. And before we jump into another topic that I know is a passion for you, which is Mm -hmm. the Sabbath and rest, before we go there, one last thing I want to ask, because, you know, I think, I think it's really helpful. um, um, Just this whole, this whole women in ministry and, and females and leadership positions, you know, um, like I said, I, I love this. I embrace it. I kind of did grow up in a culture where, where I saw it happening, but I know I've had conversations with people, um, even with my wife, uh, who, who, who is also a co-pastor with me and, and helps lead our church and, uh, and others as well in the journey, how, how sometimes there's this resistance and so I, I want to just maybe, maybe one, this last question, you know, what would you say to, to, um, to young women or, or women in general that, that maybe are feeling that same resistance from others uh, as far as, uh, you know, you shouldn't be in leadership or you shouldn't be in a role where you're, you know, preaching or teaching or speaking? Yeah, you know, it's hard um, because at that point, you start to feel like you really are not supposed to be in that Mm. position. Um, And it can really damage your spirit. Um, I know a lot of women um, who started off in ministry, but then were told that they weren't anointed enough. They didn't have enough power in their voice uh, to be (laughs) in the position that they're in. And it caused church hurt, which means that they start resenting the call that God placed upon their life. Mm. I would definitely say that in this point, again, just be patient and know that God is going to make room for you in that position. It doesn't matter what people say about your call. God qualifies the call. So he's the one that gave you that. You just have to be patient enough to realize that the journey is not going to be null and void. It's going to help you in the next step. Because it may help you with a a uh, boss or another coworker that you have to work with, um, yep. and God is preparing you for that. Um, I, I would say just be patient and just really understand and be okay with yourself um, about your call. Know that you've been called. 
Yeah. Don't question your call. And I think, and don't allow others to question your call uh, because you know you've been called. Uh, I think a lot of us try to, again, going back to authentic, trying to be someone else, which makes them question who they really are, which makes them question their call. Yeah. You know, I've heard when we talk about spiritual giftings and passions and even talents, I've heard that, that, you know, your design reveals your destiny. Mm -hmm. The way God made you reveals where you're going to be most effective and productive. And so, you know, um, uh, uh, a hammer, you know, can try its whole life to, you know, to screw screws into the wall and try to unscrew screws, but, but a hammer isn't designed to do that. Right. Uh, the design of the hammer reveals that its destiny is to, you know, to, to hammer in nails or to pull out nails. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times when people haven't discovered their purpose, um, it, it, they feel like a hammer trying to, you know, saw wood, you know, or, or right. a screwdriver trying to hammer a nail because it, it's, dis, it's exactly that discovering my purpose, discovering my design, what God placed in me, which normally is something that naturally flows as I'm right. walking out my life my design reveals my destiny. And I think that's what you're alluding to. I think that we need to be comfortable and at peace knowing the Lord's going to lead us and guide us exactly where he wants to use us. Exactly. All right. So, so you have a passion or, or you have an area that you like to talk about and share about. And I know that um, uh, you're going to be teaching a deep dive panel at Kidman Megacon about um, resetting and Sabbath rest. And I, yeah. and I love this topic as well. Can you maybe just dive a little bit into what, what, what do you, what, what's your heart? What, what's the message you want people to hear about, you know, the Sabbath rest and how important this is? You know, the Sabbath is, is, is what it is, is rest. And we should all take at least one Sabbath the day of the week. Of course, Jesus did the same thing, but yeah. what we do is that we just run throughout the day with no rest. And, and what happens is if we become depleted and I actually found myself in that, um, doing this pandemic has taught me a whole lot about having the Sabbath rest. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it taught me this simply because we had to, there were things that we couldn't control. There were things that we mm -hmm. had to put a pause on in order for us to move to whatever that next was. So in the deep dive in MegaCon, I'm super excited about um, leading that. I want people to know and to realize that it's okay to take a day off from ministry. Mm. Um, I know ministry is 24-7, but if you are depleted, if you are not able to give and all you're doing is giving out all the time, what good are you to someone else that may be going through? So you have to go and actually uh, replenish yourself, whether that is taking a day off, whether mm -hmm. that is reading, whether that is just going in your man or your woman cave, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is, um, taking a long walk, a weekend trip. That's what I mean by the Sabbath, taking time for you. We can become so busy with life and with ministry that um, we get tired. And then once we're tired, we don't want to hear about ministry. We start saying, God, this is not my call. You didn't call me there. You know, then you start resenting the call. And, but if you take that time to just rest and renew yourself in him and uh, find out what your next step would be when you're resting in him, then he'll guide you. So that's pretty much what that class is going to be. Just 
allowing yourself to reset every week we should be resetting yeah. ourselves yeah you know I, i've heard i've heard you know and and kind of in studying the word mm-hmm. um you know god created the world in six days and it says that on the seventh day he rested and mm-hmm. i think we all know that god didn't need rest but it was kind of a model that he placed out there mm-hmm. knowing that we would need it in our lives and i think mm-hmm. here's i think here's i think the mentality um, Latasha, I think most, most people, and, and, and even in my human, you know, reasoning, mm-hmm. we think that we get more done in seven days without stopping when in fact the Bible, what it teaches us and what I have come to learn in, in probably the last six or seven years after the Lord really convicted, the Holy Spirit convicted me and the Lord really mm-hmm. spoke to me about this topic. Um, we actually can be more productive and get more done well and better when we have six good days of work and one day of rest. And, and, and a Sabbath rest means I don't work on that day. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the interesting thing is that we can become busybodies mm-hmm. and not productive in what we're doing. And so people, some people just love to be busy. I want to do this. I want to do this. But how productive are you in doing what you do seven days a week? Um, But it's called self-care. Everyone have to do self-care for themselves. Mm -hmm. Again, whether that's taking the day off, whether that is just reading a book for the entire day, whatever that looks like to you, you have to find that one thing that makes you totally happy so that you are able to, again, reset your life, reset your thoughts, reset spiritually so that you're able to go out and preach. It's so interesting because, or even minister to others, it's so interesting because a lot of us as preachers, we feel like we have to be on 24 hours a day. (laughs) And people (laughs) think that too. (laughs) Yes, and people think that. And so when you take a day off, they're like, what? Pastor taking a day off, you know, so, but you have to get people in the habit of knowing they have to rest in order to come and feed me. Um, to help me get through my next level. Um, So yeah, Sabbath is very important. Um, Whether you take, again, a day, whatever that looks like, but learn how to reset. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as leaders, if we're not healthy, it's going to be hard to lead healthy organizations or healthy churches or healthy businesses, healthy family for that matter. And I I think one of the important things about resetting and Sabbath rest is that it it positively impacts our body, of course, first thing Mm -hmm. we think about, but it also affects our soul. Yes. And it affects our spirit, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if these things are never having that time to reset, um, you know, that can definitely take a toll. So I want to let everybody who's uh, listening or watching this podcast that um, Pastor Latasha is going to be giving a deep dive panel. She's going to be in the deep dive panel at Kidman Nation Megacon. This is an online conference, October 5th to the 9th, uh, that you can find more information at KidmanNation.com kidmannation.com. I know that you've been a part of that before, Pastor Latasha, and uh, you will be there again this year. So we're looking forward to that. Now I want to, now here's more, here's a question now kind of in regards to what we're living in this season. I think we can all agree that all the other years can kind of go categorized in different categories, but 2020 (laughs) must go in its own category. at At least from my perspective at this point, 2020 is a year of its own with its own category Uh, in this season, uh, Latasha, what have you been learning? How have you been growing? How has ministry or, you know, work, how has it changed because of this? You know, give us some thoughts. 
You know, we have, and I think all of us as leaders had to make a major shift in how we um, reach or how we even interact with our congregation. Um, everything is virtual now because a lot of, we can't meet in person. A lot of us can't meet in person. So learning how to navigate what that new normal is um, was something that I had to learn. And, and some of us are so used to having control over bits and pieces. Like we know what's going to be next on Sunday morning. Oh, I know the prayer is going to be here. I know, you know, the <laughs> order of everything. <laughs> but because you are not in a physical church, you have to realize, okay, how am I going to get that same message out, um, but to the virtual world? And so hmm. that people can still have some sense of normalcy as it relates to their Sunday service. But I, it reminded me, of what our theme is uh, was last year actually in 2019 which was going out to the world and preach and teach the gospel and it's like okay so we're out of the confines of our church now we're able to or forced if you will <laughs> forced, to, <yeah. laughs> to go out and minister to the world how do you meet those individuals um, is what I had to learn and 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 see God really for um, because it was something that a lot of us, and even uh, to a certain degree myself, didn't know how to do. Yeah, we mm -hmm. have virtual services. Uh, we had it even before uh, 2020. Um, but how do you really reach those individuals? You know, how do you provide uh, the much needed um, self-therapy that a lot of them need? Um, so yeah. we had to figure out some very interesting ways of doing that. And that has grown I have like grown completely uh, <laughs> from that and trying to figure out what that looks like. So uh, that's one of the things that I am uh, still constantly learning how to do and trying to better myself in helping reach those individuals. Um, because there are a lot of people that don't have anyone um, to talk to. Um, the church was their uh, place of refuge and now mm. they don't have that. Um, so finding ways to reach them, um, to make sure that they're okay. And because this can be very scary to a lot of people, um, but keeping God in the center of it all is, yeah. is what we try to do um, and what I'm continuing to learn to do. <laughs> that's, that's good. And can, do you have any practical tips for, for leaders who are, who are maybe asking, how, how can we be better at keeping on one hand, keeping the team connected, keeping the, you know, the, the, the departments, the, the team leaders, you know, it depends on the size of the church or the organization. Yeah. How do we keep our team together? And then also, how do we keep the church? How do we keep our community connected when we are physically distanced, when we're physically not able to be in the same building? What tips have you found to be helpful? You know, going back to the old school is what we've learned. Um, <laughs> and that old school meaning sending a note pick up the phone and call. Mm. Um, we didn't do that a lot because yeah. it was all internet. It was all internet-based sending um, a, a email to a person, but picking up the phone and calling the seniors of the church to say, hey, you know, we missed you. Are you okay? Do you need us to drop some groceries off at your door? <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Staying connected old school way um, is what we found to be the best way. Um, because uh, again, we have our older population uh, with two locations. Uh, one location is uh, the older generation and then the other location is the young 
a hip location. <laughs> so um, trying to navigate the two of them, but making sure that you hit each individual um, where they are in their needs. So uh, Zooms like this, um, yeah. we do a lot of Google Hangout with our kids. Um, we uh, drop packets off at their doorstep and sending notes of love to them to let them know um, that we love them and we miss them. Um, a call, you know, just picking up the phone to say, yeah. hey, you know, um, let's talk today. Just want to see how you're doing. It may take hours to do, but guess what? It changes the yeah. perspective and the life of that individual on the other end. So I would say go back to old school of doing old way of doing things. Definitely. I think the, the we underestimate the power of a personal call and we've been doing the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Just telling our leaders and our staff, hey, uh, this should be at least uh, a portion of your day where you're just making personal calls. And I tell them, make it simple. How are you doing? How's your family doing? And how can we pray for you? Yes. And if we just touch on that, you know, sometimes it might be as quick as three minutes because people are on the road and other times there might be something to pray for. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. but, but, but when that is over, you've made a difference in somebody's life and who knows if that was precisely what that person needed. Exactly. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I think going old school on the side of, you know, making calls, writing notes. And then I would say going new school with a vision, new vehicles such as technology and being able to have, you know, we do small groups now that are on Zoom, you know, or, or, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, virtual. And so things that maybe were in the past uh, physical distance limited us, now distance distances are, are cut short because, uh, or even eliminated because of technology. So praise God for that. I think those are great tips, uh, Latasha. As we're kind of winding down here on our on our podcast, this is this is so good because <laughs> I think all of us can, uh, you know, are kind of learning and taking notes as you're sharing your experience. Um, here, here's my my thought, because um, I know you're a person who is who takes initiative. You're a person, you know, in the short time that I've been able to just engage and interact with you, I can tell that you like to get things done. And I want to ask you what projects are, are in the works for you? What, what's, what's on Natasha's desk? What, what, what's coming up in the near future regarding, you know, ministry or leadership on your side? You know, um, in the spirit of Sabbath, <laughs> trying to rest more is, is one of the things that I am doing. But um, in that rest time, I have come up with a amazing journal that would, should be out uh, around the end of the year that talks about 30 days of prayer starter. Um, wow. If we're not into prayer now more than we've ever been, it is at this point, uh, a lot of us, I see a lot of people doing more scriptures on their Facebook page that I've never seen before. And I'm like, oh God, did the pandemic really do this? <laughs> well, thank the Lord, you know, that, it, yeah. that you're doing this. Um, but people, some people don't know how to pray or what to pray in certain mm -hmm. situations. And I know personally, that was one of my struggles. I always thought I, you know, would hear my grandparents pray and my, my parents pray, and they will always have this long drawn out prayer that sounds like <laughs> it was a dissertation. Like these like, are prof professional prayers. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to pray like that one day, you know? And then I got in a situation where, again, being authentic in myself, that wasn't yeah. how I learned. I learned that prayer is a conversation with God. Yeah. So whatever that conversation is and how you start it, 
is God will honor that. So what I did was starting to uh, give people just prayer starters, getting them started on what to pray for and how to pray. If they're needing a prayer for healing, I actually give them a prayer and then have them to start their own prayer at that point to write it down. Um, writing it visually is something that I felt uh, you mm. feel it when you write it. Um, it becomes personal to you when you write it. Um, and so I just give you a starter and it's called 30 days prayer starter. Um, the strategy of making sure you are effective prayer warrior in this point. Um, so that will be coming out in uh, toward the end of the year and um, children's ministry. I am working on a project uh, with a couple of children's pastors uh, in the area. Uh, we are doing a virtual, if you will, setup of a Sunday school version of what um, other churches may be doing. And we're going to do it together collaboratively. Cool. Um, just not necessarily our church in general, but to bring others together because they miss that collaboration with mm -hmm. others. And so uh, maybe like a youth conference in, and that's kind of um, locally is kind of what we're working on. But um, that's pretty much it. Trying to get a uh, navigate to this 2020 life. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing. I would love as soon as that your book comes out on the 30, you know, prayer starters, I would love it. Our church, we're actually currently uh, at the time of recording this, we're going through 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I personally love to have my a prayer journal where I just I sketch in it. I write as the Lord speaking to me, but having a prayer starter. Uh, uh, you know, kind of book would, I think is something that could be very valuable for a lot of people who are in the same boat who say, Hey, I love God. You know, I want to get closer to God. I just don't know what to say, how to say it, when to say it. I think that's going to be a great resource. So I, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that <laughs> and hearing a little bit more about what you guys are doing with kids ministry. I love it. By the way, just want to reiterate that Pastor Latasha will be participating in Kidmin uh, Megacon uh, coming up October 5th through the 9th. The website is kidmannation.com forward slash 2020 kidmannation.com forward slash 2020 and before we uh sign off i also want to mention latasha i don't know if you've seen or gotten the latest copy of the avail journal uh, as as smooth as dr sam chan looks on the cover there and <laughs> Uh, the Avail Journal is just another one of the resources that we are uh, producing uh, at Avail Leadership. This journal, not only does it feel, it feels good, like it's not as, this yes. is not a wimpy magazine. This is, no. this is a, a smooth journal. It's got yeah. color pictures. It's got, <laughs> it's got leadership content and articles. I want to uh, invite everybody who's hearing this or watching this. You can get, check this out, Pastor Latasha a free annual subscription. Oh my goodness. Free annual subscription to the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. I didn't say one free uh, journal, a free annual subscription. And these come out quarterly, so that'll be four. These are worth it. Every article in here has great value for Absolutely. leaders. Um, and so we want everybody to know, uh, even, and if you stay connected on availleadership.org, you're going to be able to see some articles coming up in the f near future from mm -hmm. Pastor Latasha as well. Uh, so we want to make sure that you have resources in your hands. Um, before you give a few last words, Latasha, here, here's one question that I don't want to throw you off here, but okay. <laughs> is, there any, is there any resource or app 
or book that recently has helped you that you that some people you say some people need to check this out any book or resource or app or something you know um first of all if you do not get that free subscription to avail you are doing yourself <laughs> no justice so please <laughs> go and get that yeah. uh, subscription because they have a lot of great information um in that magazine i look forward to mine um every uh four months every uh, yeah, yeah. Four months, yeah. Every quarter, yeah. Mm -hmm. Every quarter, yeah. So I look forward to that. But right now, I am reading um, a book by Latasha Morrison that is on leadership and it's also on uh, social injustice. You know, we're dealing with that uh, currently right now. Yeah. And so that's a, a major book um, a, a author at this point that I'm, I'm looking into. Um, haven't started reading her book just yet, but I was given this book uh, by a friend of mine the other day. Mm. And I said, you know, I'm going to start looking into that. But before that, uh, one of my great um, teachers that I just absolutely love um, is uh, Pastor Cheryl Brady. I have been reading her uh, book lately hmm. um, on you were made for this, you were called for this ministry. So again, that's a reassurance. Um, yeah. But um, pretty much just trying to uh, keep myself more uh, educated and along the lines of virtual technical things that mm -hmm. we can do more of. Um, at Zoom has been my very best friend uh, <laughs> over the last couple of months. Yes, yes, yes. And Google Hangout as well. But um, basically, uh, Latasha Morrison is who I'm going to actually go to next to kind of get some insight into uh, teaching our kids more about social justice. In our awesome. Community. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> How can people connect with you on social media, Latasha? If they want to connect you, follow you, you know, keep an eye on what, what God's doing in your life. How can they connect? Well, they can go to Facebook. I am on Facebook at Latasha E. Davis. Um, you can just follow me there. Uh, we have some new projects that we're working on. So you'll be the first to know if you go and follow me there. Um, all of my clips from this particular interview, as well as the blog from Avail and Kitman will also be a part of that social media page as well. So I look forward to you following me and getting to know a little bit about you and who you are as well. Awesome. So that's Latasha E. Davis. Um, before we close off, uh, I want to remind everybody, as Latasha wisely mentioned, the Avail <laughs> Leadership Journal free annual subscription is actually available at availjournal.com. And we want you to get your hands on it because we want to empower you and equip you. That's our heart here at Avail Leadership with practical, relevant resources that are going to help you lead in your life, in your organization, in your church, in your community, in your family. We want, you, we want to all learn the art of leadership. That's what Avail is all about. And uh, man, it's been a blessing, uh, Latasha, just to, to hear from you and share with you. What, what would be some final thoughts, some uh, last comments that you want to just leave everybody with as we close off? You know, it's very simple. Trust God. Trust mm. God in the process. Trust him and what he is telling you uh, in this season because he's list he is actually speaking. The key here is, are you listening? Hmm. Are you listening to what he is saying to you specifically for your call, for your purpose? And if you're not, then again, maybe you need a Sabbath day to sit and rest and hear God's voice. Because again, he's speaking 
I just want you to be able to be in a position to hear it. Um, and then again, be authentic in yourself. Know who you are. Take that self-care. Be an amazing person that I know the gift that God has placed in you needs to go global, needs to be a part of a veil, be a part of other leadership um, or ministries that may be out there that God is wanting to you to seek or be a part of. But you've got to be authentic. You've got to be authentic. So good. So good. I love it. So the last words are trust God and be authentic. I think that's great advice. Hey, everybody, this has been an awesome conversation with Pastor Latasha Davis. Thank you so much, Latasha, for uh, opening up your heart, sharing from your experiences. I think this has been uh, very insightful. Uh, we're all encouraged. We can't wait to see all the things that are coming up, the future projects. And so everybody who's connected, thank you for connecting with us. We are always here for you at Avail Leadership. Remember, availleadership.org. You can stay connected to what's happening online. And for that free subscription, to the Avail Journal, availjournal.com. Thank you, Latasha. Thank you, wonderful people from around the world. We'll stay connected here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope this conversation with Latasha Davis has inspired, motivated, and challenged you. Remember, at Avail Leadership, our aim is to continuously provide you with practical and relevant leadership resources every month. And you can claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. Also, the Kidman Nation Megacon is approaching. To find out more about this free online conference on October 5th through the 9th, visit kidmannation.com forward slash 2020. Leaders, you're in our thoughts and in our prayers during this season. Thank you for connecting with us here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.